so here's our fourth and final installment. I'm going to only do two or three more, maybe four, and then we're going to wrap it up. I'll take you to the present time. So in April, we were in lockdown in the state of Ohio as everywhere else. They only had essential businesses open. My mom couldn't do what she needed to do, and we had a lot going on. Since then, my mom's been in and out of dialysis treatment, so forth and so on, and it's been very hard on her. And I've dealt with it all, been strong, but I took a sabbatical away from online. And I wrote something on my phone. Um, I believe I still have that message. I don't remember which message it was. Um... <laughs> Let me go into my profile here and find it. Go back to April because I've got them dated. Um, anyway, I'm going to quote a long story short. Um, anyway, I made a comment online on one of his things. We were just talking, and I had said something in a comment that I was contemplating on what direction. We was talking to Kim about school, and I hadn't made a final decision about anything yet. And he popped up on my phone on messenger facebook messenger and i kind of got discouraged at the whole thing i just you know deleted it off i don't have it on here anymore and he messaged me personally which I normally don't do messaging. And I had said that I was in a transition state. And this two weeks was time for me to clear my mind and make a final decision. And he asked what that final decision was. Well, I says, I don't know if I'm going to continue my ministry. Pull totally off a line. And just leave everything go. He encouraged me not to pull off a line and continue my ministry. I says, well, I'm under a lot of stress. That's what I typed on Facebook, stress. He says, well, don't give up on what you set up. I says, well, I'm not doing that. I says, it's just the Father's dealing with me right now with a lot of things, and I'm moving forward. I haven't made my decision where I'm going to go to and my move forward with starting a home-based ministry or join another ministry and learn more. I'm contemplating about impact, but I'm not for sure. And out of the blue, he PMs me. And the father hit me. Like you wouldn't believe. He says, well, what decision are you contemplating? I says, well, the Father's been dealing with me for a while. 
about a calling I have. <laughs> and I told him that I haven't made a decision wh what way I'm going to go. I says, if it be the Father's will, I bless it that it be impact, but I don't know. And he come across that messenger. And it was just after I'd been watching at home. Part of it was due to my health because I was in transition state on my medications and I was very highly emotional. I didn't want to be around anybody because of it. I'm normally a very stable person, but sometimes my medications can make me a little iterable. And I was coming off of them. <clears throat> and it wasn't helping with what I was taking, trying to prevent me from getting the COVID until I found out my blood test that I had had it. And I had come up out of the blue that I was letting the Father lead me. And he personally, I am me real quickly on my phone. I had my phone sitting over on the corner of my desk. My room's like a total shambles right now. And it was then because of classes. I had one week left to graduation on one of my classes and I've got the diploma here. It's been nearly a, almost a year. Actually, it has been a year since that time. And I got it through seminary. Uh, through rabbinical seminary. Now I'm taking the second half of the seminary, but that's beside the point. He says, I hope you consider. I'll pray. I hope you, I hope your decision is impact. <laughs> and I didn't expect it. And the father hit me. He says, you know what I want. You know what I wanted for a long time. <sighs> and I says, I know what you want, Papa, but I don't think it's advisable. We've done this once before. He says, this is what I want. It's not what you want. This is your destiny. We're talking about. He says, I've laid everything before you. I've given you the money for the seminaries. I've given you the money for this, the money for that, the money for your ministry. Now you've got your ministry set up. It's now time to move to the second level. And go from ground level to the next stage. <sighs> so I asked the father to help me write a letter. He's good about words. So I wrote a letter. And that Sunday in May, Pentecost week, um, I give it. And I was very hesitant about the letter. I don't even remember the letter. He had done an a ordination of Kim prior to that, the same day. He kind of got out of his things and took him back in. That day, Amy wasn't with him. And I give the letter. I says, this is the father's answer. 
and my answer. Don't take it with a grain of salt. I don't know how you're going to approach it and how the congregation is going to approach it. But this is my answer. You know where I stand. If you accept it, my ministry is at your beckoning call. And I made it clear that I'm willing to sit under them and learn. But I didn't know what the Father was doing in behind the scenes. I was very uneasy, very unapproachable. And I kept myself a distance for several months. And every once in a while, David would contact me. Don't fret. They will, we will get things worked up. We're just busy right now, which I understood. I give them all the peace and comfort they could possibly have. I, you know, I had come back that day and give my answer. And I continued following that course. I was very uncertain about myself. I seen a prophecy fulfill itself with someone I knew very little about. I had told her that the Lord was going to bless her with this, and this was what he wanted. Even though the Lord has sometimes, the Father has ways of, of complicating things. He also threw in there what I was. And I didn't expect that. Um... Since that time, I've been very involved with the Father and His will for my life. Moving things back and forth. I had signed up for CALSA. But right now, I'm just politically, with me being the way I am, it's not feasible. It's not me. So I haven't had any contact with the lady in the last few weeks. I can't even get on the website. It blocks me out. Um, Amy Frederick hasn't contacted me since because I blocked her. Because I just need some time away from it. It's just too demanding right now for me to deal with it. With the elections. Um, it's not that I've given up on it. It's just they want too much at too many intervals and it's taking up too much of my time with my mom the way it is right now so I have to put my mom and my husband before it um, I've got to think of something to tell Amy that will make it more reliable but we're going to get back at the hand so I give this letter specifically addressed to David now at this time he was an associate bishop of the church he was working under Kingdom Life, which has now joined us. I went May and June. About mid-June, they did an interview, and they tried me out. I accepted the position they wanted to give me. David was very clear what he wanted me to do. I'm a prophetic intercessor. I always have been a praying person, and I know prophecy. I run my own prophetic ministry. That is my calling. Um, right now, I'm just serving in the capacity I can. I pray when I'm needed. 
father. Sorry. He made himself known. Um, he has been very standoffish. I mean, he comes up and he'll talk to me. Other times I go to my own corner. There's times I pray with others that are there. And I have seen things happen drastically. So I joined them in June. And I went June and August. Um, I've been praying at the church. <laughs> the last few times I've not been able to, so I do it at home. Um, Kim can't always come. She has her own business. Um, things have started up now, so it's a little bit harder. Uh, last week I couldn't because of Sahut or Yom Kippur. I, I just wasn't in the mindset. Week before that I attended a church meeting in Huntington with David. And out of the blue, he turns around and reaches back to me. He says, I need you. I says, what's wrong? He grabs my hand. And I felt it. And he knew I felt it. The anointing. He says, I need my sister's support. And I held his hand and I prayed right there. And now I understand why his mother or grandmother's not doing very well. He's, he was down last Sunday and I prayed. I kind of went outside to do it. They didn't do any intercessoring on Sunday, which is the first time normally they have it. Um, and the Father's been very active tonight. <laughs> he knows I'm talking about things. He wants me to talk. Anyway, I went through June, or should I say May, and I contacted David in a certain way and we will discuss that here in a minute i gotta bring it up i'm gonna be cutting it short so i can bring david amos up here um um Um, oh, sorry. So, so we go into 
the conclusion of where this is leading up to. Um, so I wrote this message and he gets back to me on May the 17th where we left off. He says he loved my message I wrote. And then I says what the decision God led me to and he gives a thumbs up. He says we will be get and then I contacted him and he wrote back we will be getting together and talking soon. I'll talk to the elders tomorrow and they was a span. And then he said they would have a meeting with me. And it went great. Everything's okay. Senior post. Who was online? Uh, did someone get hacked? I said, he said, no, the people was testing church that day. I'm looking forward, looking right now, but I don't see anything from today unless it was deleted. Oh, how crazy I'll make sure they're yeah and it, he was confirming it was Kevin and then of course we talked about the picketing which happened in June and then I sent him a video of that which it turned out it was Black Lives Matter. And then two more. And then. And then June the 20th we go in and then he starts. He, he declares me as an intercessor. And that's where it began, which was June, July the 2nd. You little Vaughn. Sorry. It was something else. Anyway. And then he was saying that he was creating a prayer room for me and Brandy and whatever. And the two of us. And maybe Tuesday afternoons and then so forth. And that's where... And it's just been one text after another text after another text of things that I've been involved in and things that. And then here was something that I didn't expect. He goes, I want to do a video with you in the studio. I called a prayer for Israel. Let's schedule a time. And he tried me on that. He says, let me see when Kevin wants to record it. And then he commented me about my boldness online and my postings. Um, 9.15, I showed up that Sunday. You did great. It will play every week. No idea. Um, we was talking about the prayer and Grayson, and then it ended with last Sunday. That has been the involvement the entire time that's been going on um, with impact right now and the signs that's been going on there's just been thing after thing after thing and the father has prepared me for those things as like a test run 
and then on to something else. So right now I'm currently in the position as intercessor and then I'm dealing with the flag raising every day. And this is my strict service with them. And then I do you all in my own ministry at night, which I'm doing here now. Um, it leads up to this point. During this whole entire time, and Papa has been very clear, and now he came on me wanting me to reveal this. <laughs> and he just made it clear. He said, yes, yes for a yes and no for a no. And behind the scenes, I've been very quiet about what's been going on. So we come to Yom Kippur. Now, it started Friday of last week on the 24th, actually the 21st. There was an event on Saturday, the 26th, with David and them. Um, we did a service for Rosh Hashanah on the 20th. And I went the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. I had that whole week that I was working with my mom. Then the 24th come Thursday. We did that and that. So I haven't had no prayer for the whole week except at home. So the 25th came and went. And I did that. The 26th came and went. Now prior to that, I had been praying the week before. 27th Sunday, we... Prior to that, we had an ordination happen, which was on September the 12th on a Sunday, and I attended it. Very proud of them. Very happy that those people got what they deserved. I know my time will come. I'm not worried about that. Prior to that, I had David pray an anointing on me. I didn't expect him to do that uh, on the 5th. Or just before the 5th. And then I did the recording and it showed up. <laughs> at impact. I've been very nervous about the whole transition thing. I'm not used to transitioning. I'm not a big mover or shaker. So the 15th he did. The 5th or 6th. They did a recording that morning on the 6th for the 12th. He played it. I get online, and it didn't show. I got a little distressed. Yeah, that's me. I'm normal, and I started doubting myself. He shows it again on the 20th, after the 13th. And again, he shows it. I have had three weeks nonstop of seeing this video playing in front of my face, the call to pray for Israel, and me on it. Wondering why it's even being played. I don't know. I look horrible in it anyway, but that is me. But that's beside the point. The night of the 27th, marked a big transition 
This entire time I've had simulcasting, praying, <laughs> praying for the church, praying for things locally. Um, I gotta go back to what we're talking about at hand. Um, and all these things happening. And then, out of the blue, Saturday, right before Sunday, which led into Sunday evening being Yom Kippur, which is the most holy day of the year in, on the Jewish calendar. He explained that. He had a thing over at this park and we done it we had several people come over then that evening I came back home from Portsmouth and I attended the return now this was something that was being orchestrated and I was helping them out we had several groups come in from Israel from Washington and whatever but that's beside the point hmm <laughs> I seen the first sign happen. A Gentile touches the shoulder of a Jewish man. And a Messianic Jewish man touches the shoulder of a Gentile brethren. And I walk I witness both of them praying blessings from the Bible on each other and then the words that I've been iterating since April since August Echad was mentioned the father is one as we are one we are one new man in the father that was a sign something just happened so that happened I come home and I continue my do just studying and it slips by uneventful um, prior to that there was an event happened on a Sunday prior to that um, at one of the local churches and I attended it with David in Huntington and then Sunday right before Yom Kippur he preaches the same words um, in a different matter on the Day of Atonement now the first time in history and I had iterated before and got very emotional I see a Gentile and Jew blowing shofars it is customary in Jewish tradition when a holiday is going to be celebrated or a day of atonement, they blow the shofars or shofar. They were seven alone. The number seven is a state of kingdom value, kingdom belief. There has not been seven shofars blown since Joshua's time around Jericho 
that sign that things are about to change. Anyway, this took place. So the next morning, I had had a fresh rest and had thought all about it, posted it online, whatever, and was up in my glories. I was in spiritual ecstasy, basically, that the Father showed this. I come to church. I'm the first one there. I put the flag up before everybody else gets there. The doors are open. I took a little bit more time getting there that morning. Everybody was running late <laughs> from the night before. And they, David and him come in extremely late. They was close to 10 o'clock before we had our meeting. And he had straight downstairs. He was not in a very good mood that day. You could see the stress on him that something was up. I greeted him. He'd come over and he'd hug me very tightly. He looked like he was ready to cry. So, I had this nuance when he walked by me. I could feel his spirit being very... <sighs> I couldn't place it because the father come down on me and wanted me to go outside. And I asked the father what was wrong. And he says, pray for your brother. Now, he refers to David as my little brother. I don't know why. I mean, he's been in ministry 26 years. He's a grown man, but he's my younger brother. And so I pray in Hebrew in private. And then I go for my walk come back to do the 10 o'clock church services inside. We needed it. We worshiped. We prayed. And then we proceeded. Everybody was up here. And David had went downstairs to do his prayer with Rick and the others. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't ask. It wasn't my business to ask. And then he preached on the Day of Atonement they had this bowl there, wine there, and whatever. And he was talking about Kim and what she went through and everybody else. And we had the Lord's Supper. And he went on talking about atonement, 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 atoning, atoning, you know. He's gotten a lot more into the Jewish perspective. So I'm going to cut this one and start the next one very quickly. I'll be back. <music> Anyway, I'm leading up to somewhere with this. Hello, everybody. Anyway, we now come to Monday. And so hot. And I pick up the mail laying on the porch. The mailman left it there instead of putting it in the mailbox because he didn't want to step on the porch. He threw it, basically. Um, and I received this letter. Now, before this, David had talked about the Day of Atonement and the ramifications of the Day of Atonement and what it means. 
and he started quoting scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture and then he come to this one scripture that's mentioned two times in Deuteronomy and Leviticus but it was mainly Leviticus and it talks about a promise made later on that it would be written up on the hearts and the minds of his people and they would know him and they would be his people the Jews are his people but they never accepted the father's will they believe this little box on their arm and on their head is writing it up on the heart and mind but that's not what he meant to my people he was talking about the Messiah and what the Messiah would do with salvation blood like what David said but it hit me it was another sign so in just two days one two signs given it's always said that when the father is going to fulfill something in someone's life he always gives three or four signs so we come to Sunday evening and him letting me know he was there I was wondering what he was going with all this and, and whatever and time and time again he's reiterated what's going to happen to me and I mean literally down to the fine wire and he hit me on my leg and I told you all about that now we come to the point that I'm going to explain something very crucial starting in April I started writing letters to the president I'm a praying woman I'm a God-fearing woman I'm a God-fearing meha I'm also a rabbi that's what a meha does I have seen what the Democrats or the Dems have been doing to a law-abiding man if they could do it to one man they'll do it to anyone they hate him with a T they want him out of the White House so they can do whatever they wish and he's there for a reason the father told me he put him there for a reason he's a man that's after the father's heart and I've been writing letters of encouragement I've also been writing letters where the father talks to me in prayer what he once stated the father can move mountains when he chooses in my hand now I know most of the time letters from the White House are pre-copied but to me this is significant I have a letter from the White House Washington DC 20500 that's the address it's written to Miss Kimberly Annapole at 1003 Latonia Street Arnton Ohio 45638-2725 it has the seal letterhead on linen it says the White House 
Washington, September the 24th of 2020. Miss Kimberly Annapole of Arnton, Ohio. Dear Miss Annapole, and no one ever uses Miss Annapole. Thank you for your generous words of encouragement and your prayers. The firm resolve of the American people to face challenges boldly is a great blessing to our country. Our nation is experiencing a new tide of optimism and renewing faith in the American dream. I remain confident that together with the trust in God, first time ever mentioned, you never heard it from Obama when he wrote a letter, and I have a letter from Obama. We will continue to build a stronger and more prosperous country for the future generations. I appreciate you taking your time to write. We, your support means a great deal to Melania and me. Then sincerely, Donald J. Trump. Now, I know that's not his real signature, that it is a recorded signature, but it's what he said in the last line that means something. And I want you people in America and around the world to hear this. I appreciate you taking the time to write. Your support means a great deal to Melania and me. Now, I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I'm not political in any way. But the Father is political. This is a sign to me that what comes next will be fulfilled. This gives me the confidence of the things that have been happening is in the Father's will for me. I wouldn't read this if I didn't think it wasn't, and I'm not doing the right thing. But I will tell you this. This is an answer to my prayers, that someone is listening They're taking the time to open my letters and listen to what the Father has to say. Because the next step of the Father's will is them being before me. When it'll happen, I don't know. But I do know I have, and I will admit, I have been writing the President since April. Right around Passover, the first letter ran out. There has been a total of four letters about every two weeks. The Father has four more letters that will go out and that will be it and I'm not to correspond anymore. There'll be two going out back to back here in about a week. And then another two and that's it. And they won't hear from me anymore. From there I leave it in the Father's hands. I might send them out, out, out two by two. But I do know he's reading them. Very few people get this letter. Yes, it is a pre-copied letter. Yes, it is done on linen. Most of his letters that you receive are done on white paper. This is linen paper. It is linen to the T. It is from the presidential office itself. Yes, it's copied on it. And I know that he receives millions and millions of letters a day from many people. But that's not the fact. The fact is, what he states in the letter, he read my letters. I don't care whether you're a Messianic Jew or 
you're a Christian pastor, minister, reverend, rabbi, pardon my lingo, or bishop. That's not what I'm here about. What I'm here about is I'm showing that God answers things in his own timing. And I have waited. You count the months. I went through Passover. I went through Pentecost. And you had June. Tuba Shuvayot. I've went now through Rosh Hashanah, the new year, and here sits a letter in my hand after Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah happened on the 18th. And I've been praying constantly. And now prayer and worship together. Then this shows up. The next step is him showing up here. Now that's in the Father's will. And I'm not going to talk about what the Father's told me other than it will happen. There will be another sign before it takes place. But this is a positive step. Now, I tell you, you take it or leave it. He's my brother also, and he believes I don't care what people say. People can think of me as a crackpot. But this letter shows up on Monday morning with several other pieces of mail on my doorstep. Of course, I opened it the wrong way, the envelope. I opened it from the bottom instead of the top, but it's addressed the White House. I thought maybe, you know, seeing it the way it was, I thought maybe it was a senator or governor endorsing. It's not. It is who it is. Now, it's not his real signature, by no means. It's not signed in his real signature. It's a, a photocopied signature. And it's a letter typed out off of a computer, which anybody can do. But it's, it's the fact of the paper he used it on. No one, and this is linen paper, no one would take their time to, to have a letter written on linen paper unless they had read my letters. And many of my letters was just on plain old type-to-type -type paper. I write them by hand. They're not legible at all. Sometimes they're very colorful. The point I'm making, I've had three sons in less than two days show their heads. There's going to be three more letters go out. What other signs besides a father touching my hip are going to make it clear? The father said he was always with me. And then this shows up today. 
I showed it to my mom and I showed it to my husband. I've not showed it to anyone else, not at Impact Church. They don't even know what's going on unless they listen to this recording. I don't plan to make a video tonight. Um, I haven't made a video in several weeks um, unless I have something to state. It is what it is, and this is the truth of the matter. But this is a sign. It's not the fact of the letter. It tells me that the president has my letters. And he's contemplating them. And the next three letters, or four letters that will be written, and the pa Papa is very explicitly clear. It's going to be him speaking and me interpreting. Right now, they don't have the heart to face me. And I know why. And I'm not talking about that. I was bringing this letter into the picture for a reason. Papa wanted me to release it. But I am not to show it at church. Because it's not his will yet. But I will tell you here. It's the beginning of things to come. There's other things down the road, not very far off. I've already had my anointing, my David. They will be considering me at some point. But everything is coming to a head, and I see it. And I don't know how to deal with it. It's too much. But yet the Father can move things to the world scene very quickly. He's, he's let me know he's there. And not to be afraid. I've been told, and I'm going to cut here, but I have been told many things, and we will pick up on that here in a few. So, we've led up to this point Monday. Atonement. So now I've had three signs. First, the return. Then, church, then that Sunday evening, the first few hours into atonement after sunset, the father touching me, telling me he was going to be there. And then this that I just read you. Now, in my conversation with the father on back, he told me not to worry. <laughs> and he made himself very clear. He grabbed me by my leg again. Should I say my thigh? That he was with me. Through this whole process. Don't worry. Just continue where you're at. So. He told me they would respond at some point. 
and they did. The letter's sitting here. I, I'm, I'm looking right at it in a, in a brown kind of linen card form, cardstock um, envelope, which is normally not what they send. It's normally in a white envelope. Mine's specific. Um, most of the letters I've seen people get are not put in linen. And they're definitely not written on linen parchment either. And it's written on linen parchment. This is only what you see inside the presidential office, inside his suite, in his private quarters. So he's had a private secretary do it, undoubtedly. Him and Melania anyway. With him being on the road, I... Don't think he would have time to do much of else. It has no return address, no postage other than Washington C. Pitney Bowes is the way it was delivered. It came in. It came through September of twenty, September the twenty fifth, and this was written on the twenty fourth. So here I sit now with a letter. And I've written a total of four letters, each time with encouragement that I'm praying for this nation. I'm praying for him. It is my solemn duty as a sister. Not many other people are doing that. And I'm sitting here with a letter across from me. No return address from the White House either. Just the White House, Washington, D.C., to 0500. Very professionally writ, very professionally done. It's beautiful. I plan to get a frame for it. I know that sounds a little absurd, but I do. It's a memento. Not very many rabbis can ever say that they've ever heard from the president. Quite a few have read things from the president that he's typed or has sent by email, but not a letter. There's been people complain about Trump's standing, and they hate him. All the Republicans would do anything to get rid of him. Or the Dems, excuse me, sorry, not the Republicans, they love him. There's some Republicans that don't care for him either, but for someone to support something, we're supposed to love our president, we're supposed to pray for our president, but there's so many that doesn't want to. Why? What is so wrong about that? I'm going somewhere with this. Three signs. Four signs in two days that state something. The Father is saying something to me. Continue what I'm doing. I'm doing the right thing. That's what I'm getting at. I first see a Jew and Gentile, a rabbi, and a pastor come together and pray for this nation. 
That's the first sign. The joining of the two olive branches. Then I hear Bishop Amos in the very church I'm in quote the same thing. Sign two. Sign three. The Father touching me that I'm on the right path and I please Him. And then finally, the White House. There's my four. In Hebrew culture, in the writings, four. The letter four means to let the door is open. The door has finally come open. I have opened the door. That's what he's saying. They are listening. This letter Number four, the let door. The doors of heaven are open or will open. You can take it or leave it, but I'm a Hebrew scholar. I'm a rabbi. I know these things. The let. The let. means door and when Papa says door creation this world is the world in this time period that's what it means the world in this time period. History is being made. I'm holding history. I'm making history as I speak. Delet, door, creation, this world in this time. Which is amazing. The Hebrew language is a wonderful language, and I'm learning it, starting with the letters and their meanings. Dilet means door. The doors are now open. They've meant to be open. And I walked through them.
Here we go. Move, hang, or entrance. It also means to walk through into this world. I have moved a door that has been locked for 2,000 years. I'm not saying I'm that person that is whoever it might be, but the doors are open. For how long, I don't know, but I know this is the beginning. That letter is the door. And once it's open, there's no shutting it because I'm not letting it shut. Four times the Father has confirmed to me He's opened my doors. And I'm going to take it. These next few days and weeks are going to be His time and not mine. Um, I've had a long waiting period worrying about things. The doors are open. The Father's going to keep his promise to me. And I'm going to keep my promise to him. He's soon to pour out something amazing. And these are the signs. It's only a few weeks away, he said. And here's the weeks. It arrived exactly when he said it was going to arrive. I didn't trust myself. They're coming. And I have no choice about it. They're coming. So, I'm going to wrap up tonight. And I'm going to say, Happy Yom Kippur. Even though Yom Kippur is not meant to be happy. If you believe... Repent, fall on your knees, and open your doors. I certainly have done mine. And I'm going to continue opening that door till it's wide enough for me to step in and step into my destiny. I've learned a lot from this experience, and I'm going to continue learning. I know the Father has been with me, and I have been with Him. And you know what? I'm happy about it. I'm happy about myself. And now I've told where I have went to. This is part of my prophetic series, and I was giving you a pointer on looking at numbers and what they mean and where my life has led me to the point. My doors were shut in one avenue. Now he's opening others, and you know what? And we'll continue letting him open them because they're meant to be open. Look, we'll shut anymore. I'm not going to let it go anymore. It's my destiny, and I'm going for it. Um, the Father's with me all the way. It doesn't bother me anymore. And I'm going to say, I love you guys. I'll keep you in my prayers. I'll keep our nation in our prayers. I do the same. This tonight was just a talking points night mainly. <laughs> yeah, I rambled on a lot. But I'm going to say, please, pray for our mother, Israel. Pray for Jerusalem our home. Pray for America, our home. And pray for our nation. Starting with Washington. Right here's the proof. 
where prayer can get you to. You get an answer. Father knows how to make things move when he moves them in his timing. And my timing is going quickly. And I'll keep you in my prayers. And next week we'll do our first prayer session. I'll have about an hour and a half series on Nathan. And each week we will do it on Friday and Saturday. We will have a prayer and worship service online. And hopefully many blessings will come from it. I know I don't have my own church or synagogue. My church and synagogue is here. One day the Father will bless me and I will have one. But right now, I just want to keep others' hopes of life. There will be an end to this one way or another. Whether it be the Lord lifts this pandemic or we have to have a vaccine. Either way, I'd rather put my faith on the other side than men and move forward. Yes, we are in trying times and this is a judgment. No doubt about that. We are in the beginning of things to come. And it's only going to get further and further along, my sisters and brothers. And those listening that scoff or don't know what where to turn, there is a place on your knees about Yeshua's business. Bring yourself to the Father and His Son before it's everlasting too late. Because time is ticking and history's moving. And one day you're not going to have that chance like I had as a child. You're going to be going through a time of bigotry and persecution. It's only the beginning. And we've got to hold our guns. We've got to hold our guns. I'm going to say good evening. God bless. And I'm going to continue my evening of solace. And may God bless you. May the Father keep you. And may his heaven shine down upon you.